since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. What is up? Welcome. Sports Call on a Tuesday afternoon. I am Brooks Childress, sitting in the captain's chair for J.J. Jackson this afternoon. He's getting ready for some Auburn baseball tonight on the SEC Network. Plus, I'll be captaining the ship. Joined in the studio today will be Brant Daughtry and Cam Berry, as they'll join me here momentarily, getting set up in the studio. we got a great show for you coming up this afternoon. We'll get to our birthdays and sports later on today. Player of the Week, we'll also talk about that. Justin Ferguson will join the program in the second hour. Also in the second hour, we will recap the round of 64 of our great sports movie bracket. We'll go over the first-round matchups. First-round voting ended last night on our Twitter page at SportsCallAU. Look for the next round, the round of 32, to come later this week. And then, of course, we'll wrap up the show with the nightly TV guide this afternoon. Short show today off the air at 5.15 this afternoon as we will bring you Auburn softball. They'll take on Jacksonville State this evening right here on Tiger 95.9 starting at 5.45 with the count, or the uh, the leadoff show. Britt Bowen, Ryan Lavoie will have that for you, the play-by-play. I'll be in studio running things. And of course, like like I said, Auburn baseball coming up tonight at 6 o'clock over on our sister station FM Talk 93.9 as they take on Alabama State. A couple of home in-state rivalry games this evening for the Auburn batted ball sports. So can't wait to talk about that. Can't wait to talk about all the stuff that is happening in the sports world this afternoon. As I said, I am joined by Cam Berry and Brant Daughtry. Cam, how are you doing this afternoon? Great. Great day today. Nice little... Uh uh, relaxing day, I'd say. Slow but beautiful sunny Tuesday. Speaking of Alabama State, Demetrius Davis just uh, committed that he was going to be transferring there. That's so right. Really, really good for him. Happy for him. I think he's going to do a great job over there, and he's going to tear it up. Um, yeah, Auburn baseball. Hopefully we can get a win tonight. Brant, how are you this afternoon? Um, that's a loaded question. Um, I'm feeling feeling great. There's been some stuff around the office in the last hour or so that's been it's been a great twenty in, minutes. Incredible uh, that we are not going to talk about on air, but nope. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's been a really good day. Like Cam said, uh, happy to be here. One. Happy to talk about some Auburn softball and yeah. some baseball, some Atlanta Braves stuff, oh, and some, some Atlanta Hawks. Hopefully. Yeah, some Hawks, some. Uh, some recruiting going on in basketball and football for Auburn. Um, and um, that's it. No other sports have been played that I care about, so I won't be talking about <laughs> anything else. Had a great show for you guys yesterday. Uh, from what I've heard, I was not on the show yesterday, but if you missed that, go back and let's do it, it on our Sports Club podcast. Uh, you know, talked a little bit about the USFL, I heard. We may get into yeah. a little bit of that. Uh, two game twos coming up tonight in the Atlanta sports world. One is an actual game two in a series. It's game two yeah. Between the Hawks and the Heat. The other is the game two of a three-game series of a regular season showdown between the Braves and the Dodgers. The Braves put up a fight last night against the Dodgers, but Freddie Freeman and Craig Kimbrell. 
April, two four Bra- two former Atlanta Braves had their number, and uh, they were able to get the the Dodgers were able to get the first win in the season between the two teams. Braves will try to bounce back tonight and uh, and even up the series to force a rubber game tomorrow afternoon. But uh, the Atlanta Hawks back in action this evening or this yeah this evening. Yes, sir. About six six thirty somewhere around there yeah. on TNT. They'll take on the Miami Heat in Game Two of that series. They're looking to even the series, right? He yes. got Game One. Yes, he got Game One. They they demolished the Hawks. I kind of when when I talked about it on the show yesterday, I kind of chalked it up to um, fatigue, really, that the Hawks were just tired from traveling and they were uh, all all over the place. Just three cities in five days. That's a lot. And 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 uh, hopefully the they'll have they've been able to rest and bounce back and get the win, even up the series and and take it back to Atlanta where. Hopefully, I have Hawks in six. I think we can squeak out of there with six. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it went seven, but I think that the Hawks can finish it at home in six. Um, The Heat are very tough. Um, Hopefully, we'll be able to get back Clint Capella at the end of the week for game three and game four, and that will be a huge boost. John Collins is getting minutes. back from his injury uh they you know they limited him he, he didn't say he was at 100 percent, but he looked really good he was plus 12 uh and plus minus last uh in game one so i think uh the hawks should be able to bounce back we got some good nba action that happened last night some more other nba action besides the hawks coming up tonight we'll talk all about that and of course as I, we do each and every day, we want to take your phone calls on the Auburn Bank phone line. Call us at 334-887-341 locally or toll-free 888 9 Can't wait to hear from you this afternoon. And, of course, uh, later this afternoon during the show, sometime we'll have a, uh, a giveaway, some ticket giveaway. We'll get to that Ooh. a little bit later on in the program. But really, really fun afternoon of sports as we're getting you set for Auburn baseball versus Alabama State and Auburn softball versus Jacksonville State. Uh, Auburn softball had their series cut short over the weekend with uh, rain in the area on Saturday. Couldn't finish up the three-game series against Niagara, but were able to take two games out of three that were played, or two games uh, that were played over the Purple Eagles. And Auburn baseball uh, had, had a had a time in uh, <laughs> a in time Mississippi in, in the state of Mississippi the last Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, winning one of those uh, one of those three, but. I've, I've said this on the show many, many times, and Butch Thompson, it, it's something that Butch Thompson has said every time that he, they go in SEC play. You want to win, ideally, in a conference series, you want to win two at home, one on the road. No matter who the opponent is, you want to win two at home, one on the road. Auburn did that. They won one game on the road at Mississippi State. We're able to come out of there with a win, and that, that's not an easy place to play, Duty Noble Field, but you get a chance to come back. You get five straight at home. You get Alabama State tonight. You get yeah. Kennesaw State tomorrow night, and then you welcome in the South Carolina Gamecocks for the weekend, which is a very winnable series. So you would hope that this sets up for at least three wins, hopefully more, hopefully four wins. Maybe you shoot for all five, but at at the worst, I think you need to you need to go three, get three of the five wins uh, over the week. Uh, and then hopefully you can get four and go ahead and get two out of three versus the Gamecocks over the weekend. Yeah. yeah, it's a big, busy, busy sports day. As you said, Demetrius Davis, yesterday after we got yeah. off the air, announced that he was committing to Alabama State. It's not going far down the road. Came to oh. Auburn. Yeah, I was very surprised. about 45 minutes away. Yeah. I was really surprised that he went to Alabama State. I mean, HBCU, he's going to get a lot of playing time. I think he's going to go in there and, and probably immediately start. Um, and I think he's going to definitely show out. Um, 
I, I thought he was going to go back home to Texas, honestly. I thought he was going to go to a school in Texas. Um, you know, not sure where that would have been, but, you know, more more west than he did. But he st- him staying in the state of Alabama, that's pretty cool. I, I guess he likes it down here. So uh, he sh- he'll definitely enjoy it at Alabama State. I said yeah. it earlier in the office, but I'm glad that Auburn played Alabama State this last year, not this year, so you don't get the Demetrius yeah, the Davis return. <laughs> the revenge game. That game could end 49-14 to 14 with an Auburn win, and we'd hear about how we could have kept, should have yeah, kept Demetrius Davis. It that, that's, yeah. <laughs> Very glad that Auburn is not playing Alabama State. But it is, uh, it's a big pickup for Alabama State. And, you know, with the transfer it portal and everything. four-star. Things, you know, things can move different ways. With You know, you, you can have Demetrius Davis at, at Alabama State for a year or two and then get back in that transfer portal and go back to a Division One school in his last year of college or, or something. But uh, it's going to be great to be able to watch him because he's got, he's got talent. Like, very, there's, there's no, no question he's got talent. Um, I just think you know you, you look at the new offense that Brian Harson brought in last year, and I think we said it we we said it right when it happened. Like like you just said, Cam, right when he came in and we started seeing what Harson was building and Mike Bobo at the time were building with the offense. You you looked at Demetrius Davis and you said, I don't know if he fits the system. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he was the odd man out for it's sure. Very, it's very unfortunate. I wish he had at least gotten a, a little bit more of a shot, but yep. it is what it is. It just seems like the offense didn't fit him. Um, his play style didn't fit how Harson wanted to run the offense, and um, Alabama State is going to give him the opportunity to shine. Uh, you know, it, it's interesting, and I, I understand this is going to sound like, you know, oh, oh, I'm saying this now, but I, I feel like I've said before, so I feel like I can say it now. I was just never all in on Demetrius Davis. <sighs> I love it's like him, I, I mean, and and now he's at Alabama State. Dude, I mean, he's he held he's, state records at yes, at but he he, old, he he broke Kyler Murray's record. Yeah, but he was also playing on a team where everybody was a Division One athlete. I could have been the quarterback for that team, Kyler and we would have gone to the same, same type of team. But he's not Kyler Murray. Hey, he's not. He's not Kyler Murray. But he was you know it's, his records. You know, you look at his high school film, and he's just out athleting everybody, and you want that from your wide receivers and your tailbacks and guys like that. But you, you I don't want that from a quarterback he had you know a rocket if you, for an arm he can throw it a mile but i'm i've, I've said this before the accuracy the, might not be there the hardest throws are not the are not deep throws deep throws are not the hardest throws that quarterbacks have to make they are the big plays they are the that you they are not easy you have to be able to make them they are not the hardest throws the hardest no. throws are those intermediate the, routes yeah the, the pocket the, throws for the, sure. the 10 to 20 intermediate routes where you're going over linebackers and underneath safeties that's what i want to see from quarterbacks and that's why i think holding Gurner, even yeah. though he he didn't look great in spring, I, it. I still think he's got a chance because I've seen him make those throws and make them over and over and over again. And let me say this, I have no problem with my quarterback being an athlete. I would rather my no. quarterback be able to move. Yeah, I would rather sure. have a running quarterback than a guy who cannot move. But you have to be able to make those throws if you're going to play quarterback in a good system. Yeah. Demetrius Davis still has to win the starting job at Alabama State, but... And I think he's going to have a lot of success at Alabama State. I really do. It is going to be great to have him 45 minutes down the road from Auburn so that we can still be able to watch his development and everything and not have to seek it out and, you know, go, you know, you go somewhere else. Like you said, he could have gone back to the state of Texas. A lot of people thought he was going to do that, Uh, but he goes to the state of Texas. You kind of lose, you know, he's kind of out of the the realm. You kind of lose focus on him. At Alabama State, we're going to get to see him develop a little bit. We're going to get to 
watch what he does there. They open up play August 27th in the MEAC SWAC Challenge against Howard up in Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah. And their big game That'll this year, awesome. they travel to Los Angeles, California, September 10th. They visit the UCLA Bruins. So Demetrius Davis and the Alabama State Hornets will play in the Rose Bowl, the third game of the season this year. So that'll really, be cool. Really big stage. Yeah, out big there. opportunity. Unfortunately, probably that's going to be on like the Pac-12 network right. or something. So you won't be able <laughs> to watch it anyway. So unfortunate. But find a friend who's got the Pac-12 network to Woo-hoo. watch that if you uh, are a big Demetrius Davis uh, fan and want to watch how he plays against the UCLA Bruins and uh, Chip Kelly's squad out there. Brand, do you have? Pac-12 network? I do not have Pac-12 Brooks. network. I don't. Darn. No. I have never well, lived uh, on the West Coast. <sighs> randomly, I'll tell you, before we go to our first break, randomly, my brother... I don't think I've ever been to the West Coast, actually. ...who was a student at South, his uh, apartment building, the Kayla Package there, mm-hmm. had the Pac-12 network. Wow. Weird. Huh. So weird. And it's in Mobile, Alabama. All right. Well, maybe I can check. Maybe I can check if YouTube TV has it. Maybe. Ah. YouTube TV, so maybe they, maybe they carry... Pac-12 network. 334-887-34 locally. Toll free one 9 tiger 9 is how you get on the Auburn Bank phone line. When we come back, birthdays and sports as we roll along on a Tuesday edition of Sports Call. Don't forget, shorten show today off the air at about 5.15 to make way for Auburn softball. So get your calls in right after this. Sports Call has been on the air since 1995. I'm Jeff Whitaker Jr., former Auburn Tigers defensive tackle and national champion, and you are listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. guys had a great conversation yesterday with jason caldwell of inside the auburn tigers if you missed it from yesterday's show make sure you go check it out on our sports call podcast feed jason gave us his thoughts on the auburn recruiting in the state of auburn baseball you can also find a link to that interview on our twitter page right now at sports call au so go check that out beautiful tuesday afternoon in the plains as we move along on a shortened sports call today off the air at 5.15 this afternoon, Central Time. Get you ready for Auburn softball versus Jacksonville State right here on this station. Brett Bowen and Ryan Lavoy have the call for you this evening. Dynamic duo. I'm not sure if they've ever worked They've worked together on a softball game this year, but... I don't know. If they haven't... That'd be a pretty good call, though. It's going to be great. If they have, we already know it's great. 334-887-341 locally, toll free one triple eight nine tiger 9 It's how you get on the Auburn Bank phone line. It is open, ready to take your phone calls. I'm Brooks Childress in the driver's seat for J.J. Jackson this afternoon in front of the program, J.J. Jackson, along Ooh. with Brant Berry. Uh, Brant Berry. <laughs> Brant Berry. <laughs> Cam Berry and Brant Daughtry are sitting in the studio with me this afternoon. We like to call it a, uh, a bullpen day when uh, J.J. is not here, but... Now that he's been demoted to friend of the program, I think it's just normal at this point. And it's not like a bullpen day. It's yeah, just, it's the guys. It's the guys. That's right. It's sports call with the guys. 
I'm going to get rid of his uh, <laughs> Twitter return. Uh, while I do that, <laughs> let's get to one of our favorite segments of the day. That is Birthdays in Sports. It's time for today's Birthdays in Sports. Birthdays in Sports on May, or May April 19th, 2022. I'm trying to advance this a month. April 19th, 2022. We got some great birthdays today. Some basketball birthdays. A couple football, bir- or one football birthday, and a couple baseball birthdays. Let's kick things off in the basketball world. Turning 36 today as a forward for the L.A. Sparks. It's Candace Parker's 36th birthday. CP? In high school, Parker won the 2003 and 2004 Gatorade National Girls Basketball Player of the Year Awards, becoming just the second junior and the only woman to receive the award twice. As college player for Tennessee, go Vols. She led the team to two consecutive national championships in 2007 and 2008, was named the Final Four's most outstanding player on both occasions, and was a two-time consensus national player of the year as a redshirt freshman. She became the first woman to dunk in an NCAA tournament game and the first woman to dunk twice in a college game. She was selected first overall in the 2008 WNBA draft and has become dominant has been dominant since. She's a six-time All-Star, two-time MVP, and two-time WNBA champion. Also, Candace Parker. Also a great um, analyst. Yeah. NBA she TV. is. She is amazing. They should I'm I'm gonna they should promote her. And put her in the same room with Chuck and Shaq and yeah. Kenny. I think that would be a fun, fun addition of the room. Turning 31 today is a center for the Detroit Pistons. Kelly Olenek, his birthday is today, one of the top recruits in Canada. Olenek played college ball at Gonzaga, Gonzags, where he was a junior, or where as a junior, he was named an All-American and the WCC Player of the Year. He declared. For the NBA draft, 2013 was taken 13th overall. Made the all-rookie second team that year. Kelly Olenek, 31 years old. I can't. I forgot he was at Detroit. Yep. Because he was at. Wait, he was at Boston Fla- for a minute. Floundering he? away Boston, in the basements of the NBA. He's been in Miami. That's really. I think that's really where he made his name. Is Miami. I'm pretty sure he was also in Charlotte for a little bit. Mm, that makes sense. If he's a big man, Charlotte loves some big men. Loves some big men. But he's turning 31 today. In the football world, turning 41 today as a former safety for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Troy Polamalu. He's only 41 years old. He's only 41. Oh, that's crazy. Polamalu was an All-American in football as well as an All-State player in basketball and football and was a highly ranked recruit out of Oregon. Played college football at USC, fight on where he was a two-time Pac-12 selection and a one-time All-American in 2002. He was selected 16th overall by the Steelers in that year's draft. Spent his entire 12-year career in Pittsburgh. He's an eight-time Pro Bowler, four-time All-Pro player, one-time Defensive Player of the Year, two-time Super Bowl champion, and a first-ballot Hall of Famer back in 2020. Troy Polamalu turning 41 years young today. He was kind of the guy that, when I was first starting to watch the NFL, was the most feared player Dude. like oh, yeah. every everybody oh, knew who yeah. Troy Polamalu was in the time uh, he was a very feared defensive safety and I'll never forget him timing the snap jumping over the line and and sacking somebody on a goal line sneak uh, or not really sacking them but tackling them for a loss on a goal line sneak because he jumped over the offensive line that is uh, one, one of the cooler things I've ever seen I remember one game. It was a Sunday night football game. I don't know, remember who they were playing, but the team that they were playing was about to kick a field goal, and he timed his leap over the yep. center perfectly, didn't touch the center at all. He cleared the, the, well, the long snapper, I guess, 
and landed center, center for that play. Landed behind, like literally a foot behind, and then just blocked it like yeah. he was just running up to catch the football. Yep. It was a phenomenal play. And then I was the play that you were talking about. Was it like he dove and he was like Superman dive? Yeah, Superman dove. And like out. before, before he ever touched the ground, he wrapped up the quarterback while he was upside down and brought him down. It might have been against the Lions, I want to say. An absolute freak. Yeah, but an animal of an athlete and a really smart football player too. Very smart uh, marketer too. Is he still on yeah. NFL commercials? Yeah, People. him and Patrick Mahomes uh, advertising uh, different types of shampoo. Troy Which Paul, makes sense because his hair is like to, to the yeah. middle of his back. Troy Polamalu is 41 years old today. In the baseball world, turning 32 today is the right fielder for the Boston Red Sox. Played previously with the Brewers. It's Jackie Bradley Jr. Bradley played at South Carolina and in 2010 hit 380 or hit a 386 mark and was named the most outstanding player of the College World Series. He was selected 40th overall in the 2010 MLB Draft. Made his major league debut in 2013. He's a one-time All-Star, one-time Gold Glove Award winner, one-time ALCS MVP, one-time World Series champion. He has a career batting average of 229 with 104 home runs and 408 RBIs. Jackie Bradley Jr. turning 32 today. He can cover some outfield grass. You ever watch him play? I, I do not remember watching him play, no. He can cover some outfield grass. He, he's got some, got some speed. And then turning 39 today, finally... Former MLB catcher, first baseman to DH, who played his entire 15-year career with the Minnesota Twins. Joe Maurer is 39 years old. As a senior in high school, Maurer became the first and only player to be named USA Today's Player of the Year in two sports, being crowned in both baseball and football. He was also a standout basketball player, being named All-State. He committed to play for Florida State University before declaring for the Major League Baseball draft and was taken first overall by the Twins in 2001. Made his MLB debut in 2004. Started for the team until his retirement in 2018. He's a one-time or a six-time All-Star, three-time Gold Glove Award winner, five-time Silver Slugger Award winner, three-time AL batting champion, one-time AL MVP. His number seven is retired by the Twins. He was a career 306 hitter with 143 home runs and 923 RBIs. Another fun fact, he played for the Twins his entire career. He's got a pair of twins. Really? Hmm. Him and his wife had a pair of twins very close to the end of his career. And so, how about that? Played his entire career for the twins and has twins. Very funny to me that he was both the number one football recruit and the number one baseball recruit in the country. That's not fair. Was going to play quarterback at FSU. And All-State in basketball. Yeah, and and an All-State basketball player. And was just like, no, I'm going to go make millions of dollars playing baseball for, what, 17 years? Yeah. Just... It's the, it's the Incredible easiest on your body, talent. That's for sure. He was a catcher too. Like that's you don't usually think of catchers being like the outstanding Extreme, athlete, yeah. but man, Joe Maurer. Joe Maurer is uh, one of one of my Joe Maurer. first when I first started getting into baseball. He is one of the few twins that I really really liked watching. Uh, mainly because I just didn't watch the Twins that often, but yeah. I loved watching Joe Maurer, Joe Maurer highlights. But turning 39 years old, so happy birthday to Candace Parker, Kelly Olenek, Troy Polamalu, Jackie Bradley Jr., and Joe Maurer. And of course, it's your birthday in the sports call world. Happy birthday to you. Hope it you was have. the Titans that he jumped over and stopped the quarterback sneak. Mm. I, since we started talking about him, I had to go find out what it was. Cause I've just been watching Troy Polamalu highlights. Ah. It, it's, you know, dude was insane. Dude was insane, as we all remember him being. 
So happy birthday to all of them. Happy birthday to you if it's your birthday. Hope it's been a great one. Been a beautiful one in the Auburn area. Hope it continues to be great. Go get some good food or something. Get yourself a good present. You deserve it. You deserve it. Coming up right after this break, more sports call. We take your phone calls at 334-887-341 locally. The toll-free one triple eight nine tiger nine. Sports call continues after this. have your attention please ladies and gentlemen can i please have your attention we're auburn's first and auburn's favorite sports talk show my name is my name is my name is sports call on tiger 95.9 let's get back to sports call on tiger 95.9 feel free to give us a call at 334-887-3401 or toll-free at one 9 tiger 9 let that song play a little bit longer maybe you thought we were mia but we're not we're here more at 11 nice not yet <laughs> <laughs> oh and that's do we need cameras in here no we don't no. Need cameras. sports call continues go on back tuesday it, it is a back and forth conversation not the one we're having, but like the cameras in there. Yeah, the cameras in the studio. The one we are also having off air is a back and forth conversation, but that doesn't. We, well, hey, just, look, 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 look. We're fine. That will not break the airwaves. No, no, it won't. But also, I, yeah, yeah. Back and forth is a good way to say it. It is. Sports call on a Tuesday rolls on as we continue on. Get your calls in at three three four eight eight seven thirty four locally. Toll free one triple eight nine Tiger nine. Don't forget, Sports Call is available on the Alexa devices now. Sports Call can now be heard on all Alexa Alexa devices. All you have to do is open the Alexa app on your iPhone or Android. Tap the menu icon on the top left. Tap Skills and Games in the menu and search for Sports Call Auburn. Select the skill, then tap Enable to Use, and then you're done. That's it. All you have to do now is say, Hey, Alexa, play Sports Call Auburn. And you're listening to Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. Love to do that, Reed. As I've said... Lots of times on this program, I just imagine someone now screaming at their Alexa device because Alexa heard her name and immediately activated. And Alexa, the, the problem with Alexa, there's no problem with listening to sports on Alexa. But no. the problem with Alexa is she hears anything that's like a, so close to her name. Alyssa. It's like, it's like Anna, Siri. It, it just kicks on. Yeah. And I don't know what you just said. It's it's like, I wasn't talking to you. I just terrible. wasn't talking to you. There's a, there's a reason you don't know what I said. Because I'm not <laughs> I talking, wasn't to talking to you. <sighs> Frustrating day. Man. Frustrating. Tuesday afternoon sports call. Braves and Dodgers. Game one of their series was last night for the Braves. Split a four-game series last week over the weekend with the Padres. I don't want to talk about this. Uh, we took, can, though. We, took we can the, power uh, through. The Braves took the fir- or lost the first game to the Padres, took the middle two Saturday or Friday and Saturday. 
and then dropped the third game of the series on Sunday Night Baseball, their first or their second appearance on national TV of the year. They've lost both national TV games so far this year. They lost to the Reds on opening night, and they lost to That's the uh, uh, lost to the the do- or the Padres on Sunday night. It's pretty on par. And unfortunately for the Braves, they have a national TV game tonight as TBS carries a Tuesday night baseball game now, and they will be the Dodgers and the Braves will be on the Tuesday night baseball game on TBS. Bob Costas and uh, John Smoltz, I think, are calling that game. Well, as long as it's not a Rod. Yeah, right. That's you know, that is my that is my. Uh, you're not a fan of the K Rod. Uh, no. I'm not broadcast. a fan. I'm not a fan of anything ESPN does with their baseball broadcasts. <laughs> like I. The, interviewing a player while they're actively playing I the love game. that. I, I actually hate, like that. I hated it. That's man. funny. That's I like. I enjoy that because I, my it's thing very is like, real. Did you ever watch the one a couple years ago when Freddie was mic'd up? Freddie Freeman was mic'd up? Yeah, he, <laughs> but he was mic'd up during an at-bat, which is even worse, but it was like during the All-Star game or a preseason, something like that. But like in a game where it actually matters, like that would upset me as an athlete. Like if I, I, mean, if I was supposed to be... And obviously, the, I feel like the athlete has the ability to say no, yeah. but... Yeah, I'm just like I while they're, while they're out there during a mound visit, man. Like this this 21 year old kid is freaking out. He can't get his pitches to go where he wants them to go, and the coach is trying to calm him down. The infielder is trying to calm him down, and meanwhile, they're just screaming in Ozzy Albie's ears. Like that that would piss me off. Not not just as in Ozzy's shoes, but if I was Rick Kranitz or uh, Bryce Elder, I would be upset. I think it would be a more bigger deal if it was if the more bigger if more bigger. I think it would be a bigger deal. Uh, if this if baseball was not 162 games it, absolutely if, absolutely right. it would if if it was like a but for, if for, for Bryce Elder and, if he has a bad outing you know he's up there for two games he is not established yet if you, he could very easily be sent back down to AAA but if you are you know if you if you mic up an NFL player during you know week 13 it's like yeah there's a lot on the line here every week in the NFL baseball yeah. you can mic up a player like it, it I, yeah. I think it's a little bit more lenient when you have 162 games to to bounce back and everything and bounce yeah. around and, and you're kind of and you're out, not re- every team you know, you're not micing up the pitchers you're not, you're not no and you I probably I would say you're not micing up the catchers anymore no uh, because of the new system where you can you know you got the earpieces in right, and you right. got the you know the the buttons or whatever it is that you signal the pitches and that brings up another thing that I want to talk about in a second uh, but I think I think miking up an infielder, miking up an outfielder, especially an outfielder, I, I would love to just if they just want to do outfielders because they're out there all by themselves anyway. They're, I think they're talking themselves out there. Yeah, so I mean, they're I, talking to fans, they're talking cool. to each other. I think that's, I think that's I think fine. It brings a different I, dimension to look, the game. Do it for the All Star Game. Do it for a preset. Do it for something that doesn't matter because yes, there are 162 of them, but they all matter. Right. But here's my but thing. That's and usually the Braves have won the division the last four years by no more than three games. I, there's something like that. They have not right. run away with the division yet. My my thing is they're doing it to all make matter. to make the game as interesting as possible to people watching. For sure, absolutely, right? they are. That that you know, obviously, not everybody's gonna love it, right? You don't love it, but I'm a fan. I think it makes it more interesting because the players are literally out there, like. Um, I don't know who they had exactly. I'm pretty sure it was Kike Hernandez where he said he called exactly what Rizzo was going to do. Yeah. He called a single and he did it. And, it, and that's exactly what happened. He's like, I'm going to pick it up, shove it. I'm going to throw it straight to home so that, to stop the runner. And that's exactly what happened. I think things like that are cool because you're getting into the mind of an actual player. And, it's, and it, here's my thing. Like, it's, and it's then cool. Yes, I mean, it's they're, cool. They're projecting. From 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 a fan perspective, yeah, I think I'd enjoy it. But I'm putting myself in the shoes of the athlete, right? And not just again, not just Ozzy Albies, but like when you're out there for a mound visit, 
you cut the mic at that point. Yeah, I th- sure, like, sure, I, sure. I think you sure. cut the mic when a coach is talking to a player or, you know, something. there's got to be limits on right. it. Right. And I, I think there is. I think the game just goes slow enough to where you can do it yeah, and it doesn't impact the player. It doesn't impact. If you're going to do it in some sport, doing. it has to be baseball. Yeah. You, you can't do that I, in any I, other sport. And I mean, they have players mic'd up in football and in basketball, just, you know, to an extent. They're not but interviewing they're not live. Them. Yeah. Yeah. You've also got to look at it in baseball. The players are continuously having conversations on the field. Yeah. Freddie Freeman yeah. gets on, you know, when, when someone gets to first, Freddie Freeman's always talking. To, first basemen's are always yeah, talking yeah, to anybody. Yeah, for sure. Ozzie, you, you watch it. Ozzie will go over, have a quick, have a conversation with whoever gets on second, talk to them a little bit. Don't really notice what Austin Riley does at third because, you know, it's not that often that you get a guy st- standing on third yeah, for a standing while. Third, yeah. The quietest guy. So, <laughs> But you, you, you know, You've got guys, the catcher's back there behind the plate. He's talking to the batter. He's talking to the umpire the whole game. Yeah. And so it's, you know, it it lends itself more to baseball because everyone's already having conversations on the field. Yes. And so, you you know, you you just have the broadcasters talk to him for an inning. But that's, that's my thing, though, is like it's players talking to players or talking to officials. And you do that in every sport. I mean, you... You're, it's usually not as friendly, but you're talking to guys in football and basketball as well. But you're not talking to the broadcasters. And by the way, I think ESPN's broadcast booths in baseball are the worst. I, they, they are, they are. And if it was like interesting announcers asking interesting questions, I feel like it would be a lot better. But I just don't like ESPN's broadcast, and I don't like talking to players. I don't like off-field forces influencing what hap- what's happening on field. And, and again, obviously the players have the right to refuse. I, I hope they do. Yeah. I don't know that for sure, but it, it, it only makes sense that they do. And again, y'all are free to disagree, and obviously you do, and it's fine if anybody does disagree. I'm just giving my opinion on things. For sure. But it's... That's what we're here for, It's man. just... It's annoying to me. I'd rather just... I, I, I love listening to Ozzy Albies talk. I love listening to Ronald Acuna, Anthony Rizzo, guys that have good personalities. I love them doing interviews because they're entertaining but i would rather those interviews be at the appropriate time and i just don't think in the middle of the game is when i would like to do something like that and i'm obviously not a major league baseball player so whatever but i think it's a it's i think it i'm i'm of the opinion that it adds a lot to the broadcast and it's only it's really you know like i said it's 162 games you can afford to you know put a a mic up and then it's also really only once a week and it's one team a week it's one player a week it's not like this is this big you know it's every player's doing it um but yeah, it's it. I think I think you you do have a point. There there needs to be some limitations. I.e., maybe cut the mic or you know don't talk. Try to talk while they're doing a mound visit or anything. But yeah, that was that was the thing that upset me is when the entire infield and Rick Kranitz is out there talking to Bryce Elder. Ozzy has to step back and like cover the mic because they're not cutting it. Yeah, you could very you could very clearly well you couldn't clearly hear what he was saying, but you could hear his voice coming over that mic. And I was right. going, okay, we we, yeah. we got it. We got to do better than I this. agree. I agree with that for sure. The other quick thing I wanted to bring up that I uh, thought about a minute ago. Um, did y'all see? It was the Orioles and the Yankees series over the weekend, and um, Aroldis Chapman, Yankees closer, 
was had his earpiece been, in. Been throwing 105. Yeah. And for he like clicked, and it was so loud. Neither him or the catcher really? could hear yeah, what the call I did see was. That. They were and he kept really putting loud. his he had to kept putting his hand up to his ear to cover it up to see if he could hear it. I did see that. And it, he had to they had to call time at least once yeah. so that they could try to get the call in. And it was just they they never went to the hand signs. Sing, yeah, they the never went signal. to hand yeah. signs. It was always just we've got to get it through the earpiece. That's, yeah. yeah, and that's very like, weird. Yeah, and. You should be able to adjust. I mean, or all, I mean, they've both been in the game long enough to where you'd want to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's not like this is like a, an older thing. Yeah, it's like all right, cool. The mics, the the earpiece is messed up. You can't hear anything. Boom, hand signals. Yeah, right, just, there. just hand sign. Maybe they didn't have the backup set up like that. Yeah, no, I I don't know. Maybe they. Just I, didn't I do. Plan I do for think it. it's very interesting because I think you see that all the time in football where the quarterback cannot verbally communicate right. with his center. So you'll see like the guard look back and then tap the center. You'll see like those silent counts. You'll see the the clap has become popular because it's easier to hear than a quarterback's voice. Uh, I think you could very well see stuff like that in baseball, and that is advancement that I do like. Well, I mean, you you already had a system where you had the finger signs. Yeah, you should exactly. be able to You've go been back doing to finger that. signs for forever. Right, and I don't know what Since the, issue, the creation of the game. I don't know what the issue was if the if the Yankees coaching staff had said, "Hey, the, we are making the call, y'all don't make the call," um, and why, that's why they didn't just go there where they, you know, the the catcher throws down a few signs and. Chapman either says yeah or shakes him off and says no uh, we're going to go somewhere else but it was it it's it's a situation that you know you you don't want to have with and it, I don't know if this is I, I don't I, I like base I love baseball baseball is my favorite sport but it feels like that this they someone took this um, technology too far in that clubhouse maybe that they said no more finger signs yeah. we are making the call yeah. and you maybe should be able to you've, you've got you to be able to adjust yeah. when yeah when the, the headsets don't work you know it's, that's the other thing is like technology is fallible we have seen in football games where they're trying to get stuff in through the headset and the signal's just not working yeah we've seen phone lines go out and you've got to adjust in some way and you've always got to be able to handle that and you you think it <laughs> Aroldis Chapman has been pitching for the Yankees for a very, very long time. Right. You would think that he and he would have the hand signals worked out. It wouldn't be super hard to figure that See, out. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Weird stuff. Uh, we started that segment talking about going to talk about the Braves. We'll get to the back to the Braves in a little bit. We went more into baseball, mic'd up technology, really. More sports call coming up after this. On the other side of this break. Get your phone calls in 334-887-34 locally, toll free one 9 tiger 9 We also go to our sports call, Player of the Week, right after this. To join our conversation, tweet us your thoughts on Twitter at SportsCallAU. I'm Brian Harson, head football coach of the Auburn Tigers, and you're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9.
If you missed yesterday's show, JJ Jackson, Kim Berry, Tom Peavy, Brant Daughtry all had a great time on the show yesterday. Yes, we did. Go check it out on the Sports Call podcast feed, anywhere you get your podcasts. It's a great, great show. I like this music. Duh. Yeah, I wanted to. I wanted to let the mood set a little bit. Yes, I did. American I came back. success. It's a great song. Phineas, if you don't know, is Billie Eilish's brother. Yeah, older, older brother. brother. Older brother, and uh, produces most of her stuff. Produces a lot of stuff for a lot of popular pop stars. Um, is worked with like Justin Bieber and Selena Gomez and people like that. I'm always amazed but, uh, that her ev- first, everything he does is very good. I'm always amazed that her first album they did in the bedroom. Oh, yeah. she was like, like 14. They, they, she was like 14 when they, they published that. They produced yeah. it in yeah in her bedroom. Yeah, and it, there's like, like it's so you you listen to it and it's just so great sound mixing. Do you know? Do you know? I saw this one time. The way they got the baseline for Bad Guy, the reason it sounds like that. Yeah, that one. the The reason the bass sounds like that is because they put the speaker up on an empty bookshelf, and when they sent the bass noise through the speaker on the bookshelf it had that weird vibration wow. to it. That's, that's so cool. that, and that's how they got the the baseline there's um there's like in the chorus of it there's a really fast clicking sound yep. in the back of it that was them they found that in like a, a crosswalk in Australia there was like the sign that was glitched and it beeped that fast and that noise ended up becoming the the clicking track behind bad the chorus of bad guy it's, they're they're insanely talented musically, and they're. It's just. Phineas released a new album a couple months ago. That's very good. It's nice. I, I hated Billie Eilish until one day I just didn't. And I, I don't I don't know what happened. I just started listening to her, and I was like, chance. wow, she's very good. It's insane that video or audio mixers that are much better than I am can just find the most random noises yeah. like a crosswalk like you said a yeah. crosswalk and be like that's gonna be in my next piece yeah and it sounds amazing and you just you, you never and know it's it's how it's how Billie Eilish blew up inspiration that and he you know he he produced the music for that so maybe I should uh, maybe I should start listening to he has a uh, he, his new his new album was uh, <laughs> Optimist and it's very very good and there's like one song in there that I don't like but everything else is very good Sports call rolls on on a Tuesday afternoon. We'll get off the air about 5.15 this afternoon, so get your calls in early and often as we move on. I'm Brooke Shouldress, joined by Brant Daughtry and Kim Berry in this studio of ours on a nice, beautiful Tuesday afternoon on the Plains. It is, an, it is a lovely day, isn't it? About 66 degrees right now. Auburn baseball, Auburn softball, both in town tonight. Alabama State comes in to play the Tiger baseball team. Jacksonville State comes in to play the softball team this evening, and it is a beautiful, perfect evening for both those games. As we move on here, we didn't reveal it yesterday, but right now it is time to reveal our Sports Call Player of the Week, brought to you by our friends over at Eric McDade State Farm. Sports Call's Player of the Week. Auburn gymnast Suni Lee is Sports Call's Player of the Week. Brought to you by Aaron McDade State Farm. The freshman phenom and Olympic gold medalist led Auburn to a Final Four appearance at Nationals over the weekend and took home an individual championship on beam. It's the Tigers' highest team finish in school history and second individual national championship. Suni Lee is Sports Call's Player of the Week. 
Eric McDade State Farm is a proud supporter of local sports and the community we all live in. Eric McDade has been proudly serving the local community since 2019. Whether you need auto coverage, home coverage, life insurance, or even renter's coverage, you can rest easy knowing that Eric McDade has your back. Stop by and see them today at 907 2nd Avenue Suite A in Opelika, or for more information, call 334-759-7431, or find them on the web at drivewitheric.com. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Eric McDade State Farm, proud to be a supporter of local sports in the community. Eric McDade State Farm presents Sports Calls Player of the Week. It is SUNY Lee again. It's like the third or fourth time she's been voted Player of the Week. Well, she's pretty awesome. She's she's pretty good. She is insanely good at the flippity flips. <laughs> flippity flips. Yeah, man. Helped lead the Auburn you Tigers. How, you can tell how much we know. Led the Auburn Tigers to a first Final Four appearance in gymnastics. Unfortunately, they finished fourth but still the highest ever finish by an Auburn gymnastics team out in Fort Worth, Texas. Oklahoma, the national title winners this year, followed by Florida, Utah, and the Auburn Tigers. Suni Lee, though, took home the individual national title on beam. First national title, I believe, for the Auburn Tigers individually since Darian Goburn won it yeah. a few years ago in her freshman year. Yeah, she, she was a freshman and she's a senior now. Um, she won it. She won the floor individual title, I think. Yeah. And um, now SUNY has uh, the second individual championship in so Auburn history. It so is. Very, very, very cool what she's done. And I, you know, call me crazy here. I don't think it's her last one. Insane. Uh, Insanity yeah. right there. Yeah. Hot, maybe, take. Maybe, hot take. I, I would, hot take, I hot take machine Brant Daughtry here. Uh, I think Suni Lee is going to win a, a lot more hardware before she's done at Auburn. What do you think is a bigger deal, the Olympic gold medal or the NCAA individual gymnastics championship? You ask her. I think it I would, depends on the day. I think during the I national which championship, one it was the national championship. Her. I wonder which one means more to her. Like... I, I mean, probably, still probably the gold medal, I mean, right? I would like, say you, that. There's still like she was very close to the but U.S. She team. Loves she was Auburn. very. She does love Auburn, absolutely, and she I loves think, that team. But she was also very close to um, I uh, what's the girl? Simone Biles. Simone Biles. Yeah, she she was competing for Simone Biles because oh, yeah. Simone couldn't go. I think and if they, those two are very close. And so. my, I, I I can't speak for SUNY, obviously, because I am not SUNY Lee. I'm not a representative of SUNY Lee or the Auburn gymnastics team. Never met her. Here she's a very nice person. I feel like if they had won the the, the team national title, that may have been a little bit more. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I think because it was still an individual title, I think that the the gold medal kind of trumps that that yeah. one event national title because she won the gold medal for the all around. Right. I mean, she was the best all around. Yeah. She had the highest combined score in all four events. I but can, I think it's a close second. I, I can hear that. that. I can understand that. Would would love to get her in, or not just in here, but anywhere. Love to meet her and and ask her what her thoughts on. That are. Suni Lee, our sports call player of the week. Getting close. Well, two years away from the Olympics again already. So it's going to be getting yeah. close to her starting to prepare for that. I think that's one of the big off-season questions uh, that was written in an article by Justin Lee over at the OA News. That yeah. she's going to sit down with her coaches over the off-season and discuss the plan going forward about be, getting prepared for the Olympics and everything. So... Questions about her future at Auburn. Questions about uh, competing. But this year, phenomenal season. Very phenomenal. Came in, set records, had the uh, first 
perfect 10 since 2004 in that um, meet versus LSU back in February. And it was just phenomenal, phenomenal performance all year long. Capped it off with the national title. Did I ever tell a story about how I almost sat at a basketball game like with some of the gymnastics girls, including SUNY? No. Oh, it was time. Yeah, you did. You did tell me about that. I told you that. Did I tell you that, Brooks? I don't think so, but oh we got time. Oh, my gosh. So, um, I think it was the Bama game. Okay. And um, Which, what so, a game. Yeah, what a game, right? Uh, Tuesday night, and we were, uh, it was my buddy Daniel and I, uh, we went to the basketball game, um, and we were just kind of sitting there, and there were a bunch of spaces kind of next to us. Uh-huh. Um, we were down in the in the bottom lower bowl. Okay. And... Um, just kind of hanging out, whatever you know. Pre-games going on, and like the and, yeah. the uh, the bleacher area at the very bottom of the arena. Yes. Okay. Um, and so we see a bunch of gymnasts walk up. We see Suni. She's kind of right there. They kind of come from the left side over there, um, where the visitors' bench is. They yeah. kind of come from that left side, and uh, they kind of walk. They're kind of looking around because this obviously the student section is. Yeah. Uh, so they're looking around, I guess, looking for somewhere to sit. Um, and I I want to say that it was Drew that came up to me. Drew, I think her last name is Drew Waters. Watson. 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 Drew Watson came up to um, came up to me and uh, to Daniel and was like, oh, can we sit next to you? And there was probably like maybe like five or six of them, including SUNY. Yep. And we were like. Yes, you <laughs> yes. may. You may absolutely sit next to us. These are not our have, seats to give away. Seat. <laughs> yeah, right. Have our seat. You know, we 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 will absolutely. You can sit next to us. No, you know, no questions asked. So they're about to start getting ready to come up and yeah. sit next to us, and a security lady stops them. Oh, and is like, you guys can't sit here. Um, you know, these are ticketed seats, like assigned seats. Oh, I mean, when I tell you, I was like. No way this lady just denied us a chance to just even be near SUNY in that type out, of presence. When you pull out your ticket, they have right, tickets. I, right. I, I was I, just holding this for them. Just, I, I was in absolute shock. And I was like, first of all, these are Auburn athletes. Mm-hmm. I would, you know, not to say that they can do what they want, but they can kind of do what they want. You know, let them do whatever, you know, yeah. but okay, cool. People paid for those seats, I guess. They, I think those, those are seats that are given to staffers um, because uh, I guess that's, you know, they give those seats uh, sometimes. Yeah. And so they, uh, the gymnasts, they ended up having to go find somewhere else to sit oh. and my heart was broken. <laughs> I was very hurt. I was very, very hurt that day. Man, it was very almost. Tough. I mean, at least I mean, at least Auburn won, but man. so close, so close, but yet so far. Yeah, and you got to talk to Drew Watson at least. I did yeah. get to talk to Drew Watson. She was a senior, so she won't be back next year. <sighs> well, but at least you got to talk to her before she left. True, very true. Which is she's very nice about it too. She was like, "Do you guys mind if we sit there?" I was like, "Yes, you may, right here, <laughs> free spot." <laughs> but you know, kudos to the security guard doing their job. I mean, yeah. Doing, <laughs> but they diligently, diligently doing their job. Uh, man, I did not heard that story. That oh, is, yeah. man, so close, so close. It's okay. you could have uh, worked some magic, gotten, gotten them on the show. Oh man, like, hey, I tried. Guess what? <laughs> you want to you want to talk about gymnastic stuff? Come on, on, radio sports call. I mean, yeah, I'm, you know, you could have you know you know promoted listening to sports call, listening exactly. to sports call podcast, which everybody we, should do. Go listen to sports call podcast. Time. Yeah. Cindy, you you win our player of the week quite often. Quite often. 
Which honor do you think is bigger, the national championship or Sports Calls Player of the Week? Sports Calls Player of the Week. That's yeah, right. the Player of the Week for sure. I think that's bigger than the gold medal. It's not that's, even a competition. The gold medal oh, is you. sitting on her table while the plaque is framed on her wall. Yeah. We should send out like paper, uh, paper certificates. Yeah, you've still, been fighting for that for a long time. I have, and I will continue to fight that fight. I, I'm with you. And Let the other fight, it. I will. And then continue. if they could just take a picture and send it back to us, yeah. that would mean so much to a us. Selfie, a little selfie, right? We can when do you it. get on this. Yeah, we do. We'll discuss. We'll discuss a lot more after this break, and we'll get to the top of the hour. Auburn Sports Today update, as well as the Braves update. Right after this, you're listening to Sports Call, Tiger 95.9. One hour of our show is in the books. We've got more to come. Stay tuned for another hour of Sports Call right after the break. Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Second hour of Sports Call starts right now. The final full hour of Sports Call. I've thought this through. Okay. <laughs> Off the air conversation. I'm not just. I'm not just no, I wasn't done off responding. Off the air conversation. I, I'm Brooks I thought Childress. This off. Uh, I'm Brooks Childress. You keep throwing obstacles at me, and I keep dodging them. I'm Brooks Childress. That's Brant Daughtry. Dodge, Dick. What is it? Dip. Dodge, dip, duck, dive, and dodge. Is that what it is, or is there one more? Dodge twice. Yeah. Well, you say dodge at the beginning, and you say dodge at the end. I've. It's dodgeball. Sure. <laughs> you can dodge a wrench. You can dodge yeah, a ball. No, that's exactly. what it is. That one. No, that's what it is. It is, it, yeah, it yeah, is yeah, yeah. dodge, dip, duck, duck dive, dive, dodge. Yeah. yeah. You can dodge a wrench. You can dodge a ball. That same, same movie, yeah. Brent Daughtry, Cam Berry, also in the studio. Last full hour of the show. Coming up here in just a little bit, we'll get Justin Ferguson. He'll join, the phone, uh, join, Fer- the, uh, join us via the Auburn Bank phone line. Talk to him about everything. We haven't talked to him since spring football wrapped up, so we'll get his final thoughts on how the spring progressed for the Auburn Tigers. Talk about some basketball recruiting. And uh, what's going forward from here as Auburn Athletics starts to enter toward the offseason. Auburn Women's Golf competed at the SEC Championships last week into the weekend. Auburn Men's Golf starts play this week in the SEC Championships over at St. Simons Island in Georgia. Women's Tennis gets the SEC Tournament started tomorrow or Thursday uh, down in Gainesville. Men's Tennis Tournament soon. I don't know exactly when that is. And, of course, baseball and softball season continues to roll on. Softball continues through the first part of May. Baseball continues through the end of May as we start to wind down the sports calendar here. Track and field, I think they're wrapping up stuff. Yeah. I I thought they had senior day this past weekend. Did they? Okay. I was going to say, I don't know if track and field is already 
done or what they have like NCAA championships. I don't really know. I think they've got the some NCAA stuff. I, I don't because yeah. I don't follow track and field. I think they've got some NCAA stuff, and then some of the athletes will be going to the U.S. track and field. Right. Um, different championships okay. out in uh, Oregon at the very end of the year but Oregon. everything starts to wrap up now we'll talk all things Auburn athletics with Justin Ferguson here in just a few minutes talked about a ticket giveaway a little bit earlier go ahead and call in now if you want tickets to the 21st annual old 280 boogie that's this weekend boogie. April 23rd and 24th if you're buying a ticket, here's a, here's a reason to call in. Buying a ticket, Saturday tickets are $60. Sunday tickets are $25. Why would you pay that when you can get them for free right here yeah, on right? Sports Call? Saturday, you got the Cheap Dogs, Serotones, Robert Finley, Taylor Honeycutt, and the Pine Hill Haints. And then on Sunday, Caleb Caudill and Larry Mitchell, standarddeluxe.com for more information. They'll have the event Rain or Shine up there in Waverly. Just, uh, I believe it's 12 miles from downtown Auburn from Toomer's Corner to get to Waverly. It's a festival of music, art, food, and Southern culture. It's a great time up there. The old 280 Boogie. Call in to get your tickets right now at 334-887-341. Locally toll-free, 1-888-9-9. Like I said, you can buy tickets for $60 for Saturday, $25 for Sunday, or you can win tickets right here on Sports Call. Go ahead and get those calls in. We'll take down your information and get you the information on how to claim those tickets this afternoon. Big night last night. Uh, series opener for the Atlanta Braves against the Los Angeles Dodgers. Freddie Freeman had not homered on the year until his first at-bat of the game versus the Atlanta Braves. And then he went deep to right center field, or was it the left other way with it? Yep. Left, it was left, left, left center, left center field. Um, yes, it was. I would actually describe it as pain. Pain. Um, Freddie, just man, like that's you that knew is, it was. You kind of knew it was going to happen, bro. Like you literally. I asked. I remember <laughs> asking you, Brooks. I said, "What's the chances Freddie Freeman hits a home run?" And you said, hundred percent, a hundred percent." And I was and I, only half joking too. And when I and when I heard it, I instantly thought of Brooks, and I was like, "Well." He called it. <laughs> Braves. I mean, it's just uh, the most Atlanta sports thing that could possibly happen. I mean, his first at bat for his first home oh. run as a, as a Dodger. Like, Who cares? Matt Olson has a better average. He's, hit, he's hitting harder. He's yeah. got a better on base percentage. He's a better better player. Sure, Matt but Olsen it's better. It's like when Matt Olson better. <laughs> Bye, Freddie. It's just like bye bye when, your, when, your, ex, when wow. your ex is right there in front of you. Retiring baby. to the beach. <laughs> what an old man thing to do. Bye, Freddie. I don't know if Matt LA Olson is the beach. To be fair, a lot of there's beaches. To be fair, a lot of Atlanta Braves fans were brokenhearted that Freddie left. So it's like seeing your ex right there, and they're making out with their brand new, really yeah. nice, tall, six four boyfriend, and hits. <laughs> I mean, you, you and I will never know. experience that. Will we? <laughs> no. Never six foot four. No, never. Not a day. No. A, a solid, a, a solid five eight for me. And chance. I think we're and about I'm solid. Height. I'm, I'm, I'm like five ten. Are you? Yeah. I just, yeah. Five nine, five ten. Yeah. We'll, we'll Same difference. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm I, five eight. And that's my story. <laughs> and I'm sticking to it. I say uh, I'm two inches away from six feet, so I, I wear that with pride. Dodgers. <laughs> At one point, led six to nothing on the evening. The Braves mounted, tried to mount a comeback in the middle innings. Scored one in the fifth. Uh, that was a Aradia home run. Is that correct? Yes. And then put up three more in the sixth inning. I believe Ozzy also hit a homer in that game. He did. Uh, yeah, Ozzy's been on a hot streak. Yeah, Ozzy's been really season. good. 
Uh, and then the Dodgers added one more in the eighth that sealed the game seven to four. Dodgers got the first win. Braves are now sitting at five and seven on the year, two games below five hundred. Ozzy Albies. Like we said, it hit a home run, uh, one run on one hit, one RBI on the night. Adam Duvall also had an RBI. Travis Darno had two hits in an RBI. Eddie Rosario, it was uh, had one hit and uh, played left field for a little bit. Guillermo Aradia, one hit, one run, one RBI on the night. Waskar Unoa got the start last night for the Braves. Went three and two thirds innings, four, allowed four hits, five earned runs, four walks, four strikeouts. Sean Newcomb. He is now in Triple A. He, he did get option on today. Newcomb Sean Newcomb is, is no, no longer, longer on the team with the Braves. <laughs> Went an inning and a third last night. Two hits, one earned run, BFA. two walks, and a strikeout. Now he is no longer with the Braves, being designated for assignment earlier today. AJ Minter also got into the game last night, pitched an inning, struck out two. Darren O'Day got in, pitched one inning, uneventful. And then Jackson Stevens got in late, pitched one inning, gave up a hit, one earned run, and a walk, gave up that last earned run. Mm -hmm. The Dodgers sent Clayton Kershaw to the mound last night, was cruising for a little bit, and then hit that sixth inning and kind of hit the speed bumps there. It's five innings, six hits, four earned runs. Seven struck out Braves on the night. Craig Kimbrell finished things out. Another former Brave. One inning and a strikeout on the night. Braves were plagued last night by former Nationals. Uh, third baseman shortstop Trey Turner, who had four at-bats, one hit, and three RBIs. Dude. In his He is attempts. so good. And He's it's... Amazing. It is for you know you don't want to brag about the Dodgers. No, but one, Trey Turner is Trey Turner, and it's one. How did the how did the Dodgers get Trey Turner? That's just right? all, yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. Two like here, it's he find at the Dodgers now. He's back at his natural position, shortstop, oh, okay. which is really helping him out defensively. Yep, uh, as he as he's uh, continues to go on his very very young career. Betts, Freeman, Turner, Max Muncie, Justin Turner, Will Smith, Cody Bellinger, Edwin Rios, and Gavin Lux. How this is their lineup? Stupid. That is just it, it is a super team. I think it's comparable to the to the stupid. Warriors when they had Kevin Durant. God. It's the baseball version of that. It is just a unbelievable game or team. Braves and Dodgers back at it tonight at nine yeah. ten. As we said earlier, it is a uh, it is a national TV game on TBS. Also, Bally Sports South. Uh, I know which one I'll be watching on. Speaking of, uh, you know, we had we talked about mic'd up earlier, mic'd up games earlier. Last night there was a point. I don't know if he walked or if it was just a single. Matt Olson got on first. I want to know what that conversation was. Freddie Freeman and Matt Olson talking. Oh. I want to know what that Ooh, conversation yeah. was. <laughs> How you liking the Braves? Uh, yeah, I mean, they're you like my, pretty good. I would. Did y'all you like, see... Uh, you like my base there? My Is my, my, is my cleats cleat print still on that base? <laughs> Did y'all see... Uh, is he acting right? <laughs> <laughs> Did y'all see Freddie's pregame interview with Kelly Kroll? No, I didn't. That I mean, he starts tearing up. It's Kelly asking him, like, hey, what... It's just like, hey, now that now that you've had some time, what do you want to say? And he, you know, he gives like a really heartfelt, and he starts to tear up, and it's it made me cry a little bit. It was it was really beautiful, and yes, I miss Freddie. Yes, I wish he was still a brave, but I am also looking to the future with medals. Ex-girlfriend, you feel me? Also, it it also (laughs) is really funny because you're talking about six four X and Kelly. (laughs) Kelly's about five foot nothing, and then Freddie, who is about six foot five, just towering over and like tearing up. But it's uh, it's a really good watch. I I recommend you go find it if you have not seen it. But 
as we go to break yeah. here, getting ready for Justin Ferguson, the other sad thing that kind of teared you up was watching little Charlie run over and get and a, give Dansby. Dansby a big yeah. hug. Uh, and it was just, oh, man. Charlie Freeman's going to be a brave. You hope so. He's going to be a brave. You really hope so. Maybe Freddie will come back and play with Charlie. It makes it that, that long. I don't think I don't think Freddie has that long. Do it, Freddie. Come back in a few years. Just be a manager. Play with Charlie. Yeah, maybe be the manager of the Braves. Just be like, man, LA sucks. I don't want to live in California. I miss Atlanta. Justin Ferguson of the A Auburn Observer joins us right after this you know, break. Everybody hates living in LA. <laughs> You're listening to Sports Call. Looking for another way to listen to our show? Be sure to download the Tiger Communications app and listen to Sports Call wherever you go. This is Jake Crane, host of the J-Boy Show, and you are listening to the Abbey Award-winning Sports Call. Continuing on on a Tuesday afternoon. I'm Brooks Childress, joined in studio by Cam Berry, Brant Daughtry, JJ Jackson. Off this afternoon, front of the program is what he's been deemed these days. Officially. Officially front of the program because he's never on the show anymore. He's getting ready for Auburn baseball this evening as they take on Alabama State. He'll be on the call on the SEC Network Plus. They're coming up at 6 o'clock also on our sister station FM Talk 93.9. Also, you can listen to Auburn softball coming up here, 545 is the leadoff show. Britt Bowen and Ryan Lavoy will have that call right here on Tiger 95.9. Also, the Tiger Communications app is where you can find it as we go along. Like I said, Brooks, Cam, and Brant in the studio this afternoon, and we are privileged now to go to the Auburn Bank phone line and welcome in our next guest on the program. He is the owner, operator, proprietor, great writer at the Auburn Observer. He's Justin Ferguson writer. joins us on the Auburn Bank phone line. Justin, how are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing well. How are y'all? Doing great. Doing great. Uh, I see. I was looking, perusing your Twitter here earlier today. Not that I was stalking you or anything, Mm -hmm. Um, but you uh, you seem to really, really like the new leadoff hitter for the Gwinnett Stripers. (laughs) Yeah, I I love rehab assignments in baseball. Whenever like you know triple a or you know, sometimes you even get it further down uh when 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 players get to come you know kind of uh, give it give it a shot with the minor league team just to keep you know get get back going to 100 percent. and ronald acuna's uh, batting lead off tonight for gwinnett so it's a really good sign about his return they're playing him in the outfield he's not just a dh which is really uh good because the braves definitely need his help in the outfield defensively and uh yeah, I mean, I think it it would just be cool just for you know if you're a, a fan of the Braves and obviously close to close to the um, to the home ballpark. If, if you're in Gwinnett and you're like going to a game tonight, it's like oh yeah, yeah, Ronald Acuna is going to be the leadoff hitter tonight. That's so where I'm from. You get to watch him for cheap. I think that's uh, I think that says a lot about not only 
you know where Ronald Acuna is in the uh, in the rehab process, but also where the Braves really really need help is that they're not easing them in by putting them at the DH, letting them get a few games where he can swing a few and then put them out in the outfield. They're just putting them right in that leadoff position and playing right field. It's uh they need him bad. Yeah, they need him badly in the outfield. The defense uh, for the Braves right now not great in the outfield without him. Um, you know, and Acuna's not just like. You know, elite, elite defender, but he would be an upgrade from what they have. It would allow you to put Azuna or some of those guys at the DH spot, um, just make it a whole lot better. Uh, you know, the Braves have not played super well, obviously, to start the year. But um, you know, when teams are, um, you know, when teams are getting on base as frequently as, as they are against the Braves on, on non-hard hit balls, um, you just got to upgrade your defense. And Acuna, at full speed, is definitely a guy that can help you out there. Well, Justin, this is the first time we've gotten to talk to you since uh, spring football wrapped up, and that's what everybody wants to know is uh, you know the questions surrounding the football team heading into next season. Uh, what were your biggest takeaways from spring practice now that's wrapped up here? I think the two big ones for me um, were just kind of finding the depth and, and establishing some new guys. Uh, on the defensive side, this is a defense that does not have a ton of depth in terms of scholarship guys right now. Um, and so they needed dudes to step up. Um, you know, the defensive line, you know, the, the, the secondary um, has kind of lead dogs, but who's going to be that next wave? Uh, and then at linebacker specifically, and I thought Cam Riley and West Diner played really, really well in the 8 game. Uh, I thought the, the second uh, team linebackers also did a really good job. But without Owen Papo right now, as he recovers from his injuries from last season, no Zacoby McClain, no Chandler Wooten, um, you know, who was going to step up at linebacker? And I thought, um, you know, I was kind of pleasantly surprised by how well the linebackers played uh, throughout spring ball, and especially during the A-Day game. On the offensive side, I think you weren't going to get very many answers, um, you know, from the quarterback spot. But uh, the fact that we are now talking more about Robbie Ashford uh, than we probably did coming into camp um, says a lot. I thought he played really, really well. I think he brings kind of a, a dynamic uh, kind of running ability and, um, you know, different style to that room and that competition, of course. You know, Zach Calzada wasn't 100%, so, you know, he would have gotten more reps. Um, it's going to be an even battle. It's going to go into into the fall. We all know that. Uh, but the fact that we saw Robbie Astor play well and uh, in the 8-8 game and, and that he, you know, came on strong towards the end of uh, spring practices, I think says a lot because I didn't think he was necessarily the guy a lot of people were going to be talking about uh, at that position. And uh, lo and behold, he's become a quick uh, fan favorite off of, you know, just what we, what we were able to see here recently. You know, we you know you talk about Robbie Ashford there, and a lot of the talk coming into spring camp with Zach Calzada not being able to be a hundred percent go was that this was T.J. Finley's time to kind of separate himself away. Why do you think it, it uh, Robbie Ashford? I know you know all the the um, the uh, his physical traits. He's really really good athlete. How do you what what do you think it, it says that uh, Robbie Ashford was able to come in so quickly and catch up to T.J. Finley? Yeah, I think it's just this is a guy who's finally getting a real opportunity. Um, you know, he spent last two years at Oregon, um, you know, behind uh, you know some experienced guys at quarterback. So this is not a this is not a dude who's new to college football. He's not new to the you know new to practices or anything like that at this level. He's new to the offense, uh, but I think he's got that kind of foundation that was able to let him kind of hit the ground running. And it's a true open quarterback battle. There is no real clear favorite uh, right now. Um, whereas I think at Oregon he was in a spot where it was going to be tough for him to break through. So I think it's just being closer to home, having just kind of a, a more open opportunity 
uh, to be the quarterback, I think, um, really said a lot. And um, you know, he worked hard. He put in he put in the effort, and uh, I think he's going to be a guy that we're going to be talking about in the fall. Yeah. So this is TJ's you know second year in the in the system, um, and you know from from the A Day game, you kind of saw that you know he didn't really separate himself um, from the rest like he was kind of expected to. What did you think? you know kind of concerned you because i still feel like it's his his spot to lose almost but Mm -hmm. what do you think kind of concerned you about you know why he didn't make that make that leap yeah i think the thing with tj is just kind of what we saw from him last year um he's kind of got some of what i think uh was kind of bo nix's issues when he was a quarterback starting quarterback here where it's like yeah, he's obviously, you know, got got talent, right? You know, he can make some really good throws. He's huge. He's got yeah. a cannon for an arm. Um, it's just the consistency, right? You know, he made some really good throws in A-Day, and then he also missed some kind of easier ones. It's just he's got to develop that kind of consistency that you need to play quarterback at a high level. Um, you know, you, you definitely can, can see, you know, where he can be a really good quarterback. It just needs to come a lot more frequently. Um, so, I mean, you know, that, that stuff doesn't come overnight. Um, I, I think that's something he's got to continue to, to, to work on. But, you know, also you got to keep in mind with the spring game, that was just one of 15 practices. That was just one of three scrimmages. Um, so, you know, Brian Harson and a lot of folks have been talking really highly about him, um, you know, how, how well he did in spring. So, even though he didn't kind of blow anybody away uh, in the spring game, uh, I think there was some development. I think there was some progress. You just got to see a lot more of it on a consistent basis uh, for him to be the quarterback Auburn needs. Justin, one of the things that did not look very good at A-Day was uh, was the running game. Uh, the running game struggled mightily, but uh, one of the one of the reasons for that might be that the the offensive line was very banged up. Four of the five possible starters were not were not playing in that game. So, do you think that once those guys come back, do you think the running game is going to improve, or do you think that running the ball is going to be a significant problem for Auburn this year? Yeah, you know, last year they didn't run the ball particularly well against quality competition. That That is a red flag. Um, uh, but, you know, I can't really say too much about what we saw in the spring game just because, like you said, you know, four of the five guys uh, that, that were that were uh, possible starters just aren't, aren't out there uh, right now. And there's a couple other guys that are, you know, fighting for playing time, fighting for starting jobs. It's just not nearly uh, a complete view of what's going on at that position on, on the flip side there with that it's just Auburn's defensive line is really good especially that first team uh defensive line uh when you have Marcus Harris and Colby Wooden and what Jason Jones brings to the table and a number of guys like that it's just gonna be hard to run the ball uh, against those dudes behind a banged up offensive line so um that's the thing it's just kind of like a wait and see kind of thing right I, I don't want to sit here and say yeah they'll obviously be a lot better running the ball um, this year because of the experience they bring back Last season, they were not, you know, efficient running the ball, um, and the offensive line's got to get better. We just didn't get a good look at it in the spring, so you know, it just—I think it's just going to be one of those things that we don't really know an answer uh, until the fall, and that's, you know, I can see where that's kind of frustrating to some fans, but um, this is kind of the fact of the matter. The the priority for that offensive line here in camp was to get everybody healthy again. Yeah. Um, so, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, coming into um, year two with Harson, uh, obviously, you know, there was a lot of you know off season issues or speculation things that went on. Um, what do you think he wants to come out into this season and prove to you know maybe not only to fans but to media, maybe to himself, uh, maybe even to the the powers that be at Auburn. Yeah, I think the number one priority is you got to be better than you were last season, right? You got to show progress, um, you know, and that's going to be tough because this roster is not as talented as the one that was 
here last season, and the schedule is only getting tougher, um, especially away from home. So uh, I think, you know, 2021 is going to go down as a missed opportunity for him. They've got to build off of that. You know, they got to show that um, the program is going in the right direction, that they are, um, you know, that, that you got to stay the course. Because the thing with Harson was like, even before all this stuff happened, um, this offseason, we knew that this was going to be a long-term hire, right? This is not going to be a you know immediate, like instant, you know, championship-winning success. He was going to have to build. You're now building in a tougher situation. You're building from behind a little bit. Um, but I just think the number one priority is that they've got to win more games. They got to be better on offense. That's like one A and one B. Um, and you know, it's as simple as that. You, you don't want to get into a situation where um, you, you get at the end of your second year and it's like. Well, the program's not in any better of a spot than it was this time last year. Um, that would be a really, really you know tough spot for him to be in. So I think the top priority has got to be got to get better on offense uh, and win games, finish games. Um, you had an opportunity to be a much better team last season, and you didn't. And so you've got to have a winning record. You've got to um, be much better on the on the offensive side of the ball. And if you do that, I think a lot of the other stuff's going to take care of itself. Flipping the page over to basketball is, uh, I think, a lot of Auburn fans still in the basketball mode, watching all the transfer uh, stuff happen. Auburn basketball got a big five-star last week to sign uh, Treo coming up from LSU, uh, the recruiting ranks of LSU, over to the Auburn Tigers. And there's a lot of buzz around some of the new guys coming in, visiting the Tigers this week. What have, your been, what have been your thoughts about Bruce Pearl's job so far in the transfer portal? And then do you, are you hearing anything about uh, potential guys coming uh, who could potentially be signing with the Tigers next, if anybody? Yeah, no, I think they're going to end up getting one, at least one more big-name guy in the, in the front court. Uh, uh, Janai Baroom is going to be the, the big name to watch there. Uh, Moorhead State, 6'10", um, big center, one of the best rim protectors in the country last season. I think he's the best kind of plug-and-play option if you're looking to replace Walker Kessler that you have in the portal. Great rebounder, uh, athletic, runs the floor well. Um, more of an inside scorer, more of a guy that you can kind of uh, you know, throw lob it down there in there and let him work um, kind of offensive weapon than Kessler was. So it would be very interesting to see what he could bring to the table uh, there. They're also going after uh, Brandon Huntley-Hatfield, uh, who was a five-star from Tennessee, really good power forward, um, just was behind a lot of experienced dudes um, at Tennessee this past season, and um, he hit the portal. I think Auburn would love to see if they could like pull off a – uh, a Walker Kessler 2.0 um, there and say, okay, well, you're a five-star. You didn't get a ton of playing time in your first spot. Well, we, we love your game, and we, we, we think that you could you know, be a, a big-time player um, you know, for us. So he's supposed to be visiting later this weekend. Um, there's going to be a lot of people fighting for his signature. That'll be interesting to see. The backcourt is where I'm interested in the most with Auburn just because it's kind of up in the air. Auburn's reached out to some guards and wings that would make sense bringing in, but they have not been able to land anyone, haven't really been able to get like super serious in contention for them. There's still a lot of time, obviously. I think Auburn could use another guard, wing type of player, uh, to replace what you lose in Devin Cambridge um, going to Arizona State. So um, some more size, some more three-point ability. But, you know, the, the thing there is just this, um, there's no real like clear name at the moment, um, so I'll be very interested to see. You know, once it seems like what happens with Broom and Huntley Hatfield, um, you know, kind of where Auburn goes from there. Yeah. So say we do get Broom and, and Huntley Hatfield, where who would you probably expect that might leave the program after that um, with Auburn that might already 
you know, be with us. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I think the thing there is, is just I don't want to like speculate on anybody possibly leaving, but right. I would think it would just be kind of like, you know, kind of like what you saw with Cambridge, right? Yeah. Guys that are down on the depth chart that, you know, just might have a harder time finding playing time, might look around and say, you know what, um, I enjoyed being here at Auburn, but, you know, I could go somewhere else. So I, I just think anybody who wouldn't be a returning starter, a key guy, especially in the front court, if they were able to get both of those dudes, um, it would kind of create some some tough spots for some dudes to be in and I think they would have to come to the decision we're like all right do I want to stay on this team and know that I'm not going to get a ton of playing time or do I want to go ahead and, and, and you know you know get a shot elsewhere so um, yeah I mean I think I, I think if they bring in multiple guys they still got room they can still got some spots to play around with um, but you know I mean it wouldn't surprise me at all if we if we see another departure from Auburn not not you know not there being you know some sort of something wrong with the program it would just be you know guys trying to make the best decisions for themselves after seeing how the roster shakes out he's justin ferguson he writes about auburn football and basketball also podcasts about it for the auburnobserver.com uh justin i i gotta ask I've, I've seen it on twitter all day today brunch yeah what about it <laughs> who, who made it who, who who which side are you on Oh, I'm I'm in I'm in favor for it. It's not it's not something I necessarily do very often, but this this started from a conversation uh, Painter and I had on our podcast that went up this morning. Um, we're talking about Easter, where I was like, you know, what do you eat for Easter? And it's like ham. And then he was and Painter was also making the assumption like, you know, brunch is a big deal now. And then that got yeah. into a discussion of like when was brunch invented? It's okay. apparently been around for a very very long time. But social media and, and very basic white people have made it feel like it's kind of a newer thing. Um, so I think that's kind of the, the, the crux of all that. Brunch um, is awesome. you know, as a basic white person, I am for a brunch. Though. <laughs> well, that is good to know. Uh, if you want to hear the brunch conversation, make sure you go and subscribe to the Auburn Observer with Justin Ferguson, Painter Sharpless. They do a great, great job over there. Final question for you, sports related wise. Uh, yep. Justin, how fun has it been, at least for the first two games, to watch this Warriors team back in the playoffs? Yeah, it feels like it feels like the old ways again. This team's got kind of a vibe of like pre KD Warriors, which I mean, I, as a Warriors fan, I loved watching the KD era. But like, you know, this has got a team. They're playing awesome team defense. They've got they've got Nikola Jokic, who is one of the best players on the planet, in trouble uh, a lot of times. Um, you know, when he's out there, so. You know, it's just been a lot of fun. Jordan Poole was a guy that I did not think was going to be very good um, stud. For, for, for Golden State, and then he's kind of blown up here recently. Clay getting back to his old way, Steph getting healthy. Um, it, it's all kind of worked out. So uh, it is a team that is kind of very strength in numbers, uh, which was their old slogan before, you know, kind of the KD era uh, came through. So there will be a lot of fun. Um, I don't know how far they're going to go. I don't know, you know, what kind of staying power they have because I watched them enough in the regular season to know this could all kind of come down quick. But um, it's been a lot of fun. So it, it, is, it is good to see a team like that um, having that success in the playoffs again just because uh, it's been a minute it, it has been a minute since, since we've got to see a team from the warrior uh, of the warriors um you know be that be this good and this this fun to watch he's justin ferguson from the auburn observer justin give us a give us a preview of what you got coming up here from the observer this week yeah so uh tomorrow morning's uh, newsletter is about wendell green jr i found some numbers uh, from him to, about him today that are, were pretty mind-blowing. I did not uh, expect to see some of these that popped up. So um, really, really high on what Wendell Green Jr. could look like in another year at Auburn. Um, so there's a big 
kind of in-depth breakdown. I'm trying to do one of these for every player coming back to the team. Did one on Jalen Williams a couple weeks ago. So Wendell is going to be the focus tomorrow. Uh, if you sign up at the Observer, uh, you can get that in your inbox tomorrow morning. Thank you so much, Justin. Always for the time. Can't wait to talk to you again next week and can't wait to have you back in the studio very, very soon. Absolutely. See y'all. That was Justin Ferguson from the Auburn Observer joining us on the Auburn Bank phone line. Let's head to our next break. He knows so much about Auburn and he's so just much. so knowledgeable. Go subscribe Great to AuburnObserver.com today. It's worth your money. What'd you say? It is worth the money. That's right. It is worth every single cent. On the other side of this, I can't guarantee it's going to be worth every single cent for you to come back, but... It's free. Yeah. But is it worth it? And it's fun. But is it worth it? It is. I think We're going to so. make it fun. I think Gosh it darn is. it. Three of us? That's right. Worth it. We'll be right back after this break. Want to know how easy it is to listen to our show? All you have to do with your Amazon smart device is say, Alexa, play Sports Call Auburn. I'm Sammy Coates, former Auburn football player and all-SEC wide receiver, and you are listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Sports Call rolls on on a Tuesday afternoon. I'm Brooks Childress, joined by Brent Daughtry, Cam Berry. We were just joined on the Auburn Make phone line by Justin Ferguson. You've missed that interview. He's a big writer guy. He's a what? He's a big writer guy. He is a big writer guy. <laughs> what did you think he said? Writer. I thought he went R-I-D-E-R. Writer <laughs> okay, guy. Okay, okay. I don't know if he's a big motorcycle. He's got, I was about to say, but Justin Ferguson rolling up on a motorcycle would be electric. Maybe we should see if that's uh, something he'd be interested in. Maybe. Next time he's in studio. But big writer guy. Yeah. Writes for the Auburn Observer. Go Very subscribe. Very good what he does. If you missed that conversation you want to hear it, check out the Sports Call podcast feed after this or after the show is done. We'll have it up. Make sure you go listen to it on SoundCloud. We st- we uh, post it there on SoundCloud every single day. You can find a link to our SoundCloud right now on our Twitter at Sports Call AU. Short segment here as we move along. I want to give a rundown. As uh, We've been talking all day long. Auburn baseball coming up tonight against Alabama State. First of five home games this week baseball. for the Tigers. The SEC standings, it's competitive this year, folks. Nobody overall record is below 500 this year. There are a few teams that are below 500 in conference play, but nobody overall is below 500, which means... You know, this is a very competitive league in the East. Tennessee still sits at number one. They are uh, 14 and one in conference. Lost one of three this weekend to Alabama. They also lost their first game of the year uh, this past, or one of their first games of the year this past week at Tennessee Tech. Uh, well, a neutral game at ten- versus Tennessee Tech. But the Tennessee Volunteers, 14-1 in conference. Georgia sits in second place at 9-6 in in conference play. Vanderbilt, 7-8 in conference play. Florida, which gave Vanderbilt a lot. I think they won two out of three versus the Commodores this weekend. Are 6-9 in conference play. South Carolina coming in this weekend, 6-9 in conference play. Missouri and Kentucky, both 5-10 in the SEC and the East, rounding out the SEC East standings there in the West. Arkansas, still really, really good at baseball. They're 11-4 in conference play. 
The Auburn Tigers sit in second place, but tied for second with Texas A&M and Alabama, all three at eight and seven. LSU right behind them at seven and eight. Mississippi State, who Auburn lost two out of three, two over the weekend, six and nine. Then Ole Miss, who was yeah, number one surprising. at one point this year, is five and ten Very in conference play. Surprisingly down year for Ole Miss. They've been uh, struggling. They Maybe. were like, like I said, they were the number one yeah. team when they came to play Auburn that first weekend of SEC play. So they have really uh, to be the best. taken a dive here as we've entered conference play. But it just speaks to how competitive yeah. the SEC is. Extremely. The Tigers. Like I said, get set for a game tonight against Alabama State. This weekend, they welcome in South Carolina. And then, over the next two weekends, they play Tennessee and Arkansas, number one and number four in the country. And I'd like to see... I'd like to go to that Tennessee game for sure. It is. I think I'm they're, sure the tickets are going to be crazy. Well, I think it's in Knoxville. Ah, one, that's unfortunate. The, one, the tickets are going to be expensive. Yeah. But two, I believe it's a Knoxville series this year. That's a, that's a solid, what, two and a half hour drive from here to Knoxville? Uh, I think it's a little bit farther than that. But uh, I mean, either way, me, I'm not making it. To Knoxville, Tennessee. On the fly research. On the fly research. Four I, hours and 27 oh, minutes. Yeah, not a chance. Big yikes. You got to go through Atlanta. Ugh. Yeah. I, yeah, I did a, figure we were going to go that. through Atlanta. I thought it was closer to the border. I thought no. it was close to Chattanooga. No, Absolutely it is. is not. It is in the mountains, boys. It is in the mountains. Yeah, I couldn't do that. Well, yeah. that's unfortunate. I could do that. I'm not going to. Yeah. But SEC baseball continues to, to roll on. <laughs> yeah. Don't we all? SEC baseball continues to roll on. Sports call. Like I said, this is going to be a short segment. We'll come back in just a moment. Sports Con continues to roll on. We'll talk about our movie bracket to wrap up our number two right after this. Got a lot of uh, Twitter engagement yesterday for a little bit of it. We'll talk about that after this. Sports Call is on the air weekdays from 3 until 6 p.m. If you are currently driving in a four-door sedan, roll up the windows and turn up the radio. We're Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. I'm Corey Grant, former Auburn football and NFL running back, and you are listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. On a Tuesday afternoon. I'm a nice fella. You are a nice fella. You are a very nice fella, bro. (laughs) You are a nice fella. I like you, Brent. Thank you. Doggone it. People like you. Doggone it. What's the SNL skit? It's, uh... Gosh dang it. I'm a great guy. You're a great guy. You're a great guy. (laughs) And gosh darn it, people like you. Yes. 
<laughs> we'll have to look up that skit here in the. I, uh, I, I've watched some SNL stuff. I've not watched a lot. My favorite thing is um, Michael Che and the other guy writing jokes for each other. Oh, the the uh, weekend update Christmas gift. Yeah, they yeah, write. Yeah. They give That's, each other that gift, the gift. That is the all time SNL skit. They don't get to read beforehand. Yeah, they 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 write. For those who don't know, Michael Che and this white guy. It's a black guy and a white guy, and they write each other jokes that are super racist that they have to read. Colin Jost. Colin Jost. That's it. And they're they're very very funny. Colin Jost is married to uh, Scarlett Johansson. Did you know that? Is she really? Yeah. Is he really? He is. Are they really married together? Yeah. Them two. They are. They are married together. Wild. Do you remember the uh, Super Bowl? They did an Amazon commercial together. Oh yeah yeah yeah. They are they are actually married, which is you know great for him. Yeah I'll tell absolutely. You what. Sports call rolls on on a Tuesday afternoon. I am Brooks Childress, Brant Daughtry, who's a great guy. Gosh darn it, people like him. I would like to. Is it Tom Hanks? Tom Hanks monologue. It could be. I I would like to reiterate that the jokes are not funny just because they're racist. I realized that the only descriptor I gave was that they were racist jokes, and that's not why I think they are funny. They are really Mm -hmm. funny jokes, and they catch each other off guard. If you haven't seen the Weekend Update Christmas gift, it's very funny. Yeah. They, they've done like, what, four or five of them now? Yeah, as long as they've been doing it, uh, which has been, it, it's been a few years now since uh, I think they took over for Seth Meyers when he was doing the Weekend Update desk. Um, they've, they've done it every Christmas. Uh, funny stuff, we'll, again, we're going to find that uh, SNL clip in the break because I'm not sure we can play it on air. Um, <laughs> plus, I think people will know it. Sports call. On our Twitter, at SportsCallAU, we've been doing the great sports movie bracket. Round of 64 concluded last night. We had some uh, controversy thrown into the Twitter world last night. So here's here's what I want to say about this. All right, go ahead. We had several people say, hey, why is this movie not in here? And most of them were really good questions. Yep. This bracket was put together in 2018. That's correct. Before yeah. several of those movies Context were... were is very important. Yeah. I, and and seating, a lot of people are like, hey, this seating is bullcrap. 100% agree. I, I am very upset by the fact that I, we had Major League versus Talladega yeah. Knights in the first I round. I thought we could have. Because those are both this. like sweet 16 level movies. For sure. There were several matchups in this bracket that a lot of people deemed could have been championship matchups. I think yeah. one that I was particularly upset about, and this is no, you know, we we did we crunched the numbers. Like Mike versus uh, bro, Remember the Titans I'm in the first round? Bro, in the first round? That that doesn't like, it's not even fair. Like Mike doesn't stand a chance, and that's a great movie. Yeah. Maybe there, like Mike. There was, Mike. there was a, an, an, there was, we, we ranked them, put them into some sort of machine. I don't, I, I don't, I ranked movies. I remember do, I remember ranking movies from one to 64, and we, uh, somehow got to this bracket this is how it is voting from the round of 32 is later this week and it is uh it's an interesting brian stoltz with a hot take remember the titans is absolute trash yeah i did see that that (sighs) brian mm, you're wrong mm, it is incorrect your opinion opinions cannot be correct or incorrect but But you are factually wrong. wrong Remember the Titans is a fantastic film. Um, so looking at the first round, it bracket, is very historically inaccurate. Looking at the first round, uh, winners that came out, uh, I believe both one seeds came out, and they did. Rocky, uh, Rocky defeated Airbud. This Rick. bracket will be posted at some point on our Twitter. Yeah, Rocky defeated Airbud. Uh, Moneyball defeated Rocky Five, which I would say is a, is the yeah. correct correct thing to do very correct rocky defeated 
Airbud. Moneyball defeated Rocky Five. On the other side, We Are Marshall defeated Cool Runnings. And I am uh, sorry, I'm, I'm having to play around with our computer here for a minute. Um, Coach Carter took down the Mighty Ducks. Which, ooh, ooh, ooh. which is an you know, interesting matchup. Tough matchup. Uh, Mighty Ducks being a 24 seed. Bizarre. Uh, it's a better movie See, than that. Rocky mm-hmm. Two took down Varsity Blues. That's another Varsity Blues man is a better movie than a twenty five. Um, Days of Thunder with the upset over the great over greatest game ever played. Twenty eight seeded Days of Thunder. Have either of y'all ever seen Days of Thunder? Have not. No. It's a, uh, a I have also movie. not seen Greatest Game Ever Played. So it's a pretty good movie. Um, Rocky Three took down Slapshot. The Karate Kid, the original one, not the Jaden Smith one, took down North Dallas Forty. The Natural over the Jaden Semi Pro. Smith one is still pretty good, though. It's not. it's pretty good. It's not. I liked it. <laughs> also, uh, Brian's song over Mighty Ducks Three. Friday Night Lights over Rocky Four. Sea Biscuit took down White Men Can't Jump. That movie reached, uh, had its uh, its anniversary is very very recently. White Men Can't Jump. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Um Maybe a week ago? I think yeah, 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 I think you're right. Roughly, yeah. Uh big uh big controversy on this one. Jerry Maguire, who we've had uh I think Jason Caldwell said yesterday was not a sports movie. Yeah. Took down blue chips. Uh for the love of the game, upset Invictus. The longest yard, the nineteen seventy four edition, took down He mm. Got Game, and then Creed took down uh the fish that saved Pittsburgh. A movie yeah. I've never heard of. I, I don't think I'd ever heard it or seen it either. Uh as well, we move it didn't win. As we move along, was Rocky Five bad? I thought all the Rocky movies were pretty good. Uh, uh, they started to get yeah. once you it, like, get down Rocky, the line. Rocky One by you know, far the it's, best one. It's, it's yeah. like it's Rocky like the Two, Fast incredible. It's like the but. Fast and Furious series where you're going a little bit too far and you're yeah. doing a little yeah, bit enough. too much. Fair enough for too long. Rocky One is an absolute classic and forever will be. I exactly. think Rocky Two is very good, and I think Rocky Three is also pretty yeah, yeah, solid. Yeah. And then I think Rocky Balboa was like five. they brought it back down to earth a little Creed, bit. Creed, they did a good job though remaking Creed, that series with Creed. And Creed, Creed was two, incredible. Creed two also great movie. Yeah, also I, this bracket was made before Creed yeah, two came out. Yeah, I was gonna say I saw somebody, somebody yeah. say that as well that Creed two should be on here, but it was made I've before. Never, that. I never saw Creed two. Oh, I loved Creed, dude, and I've just never seen Creed two. Notable Must matchups check out. on the other side. The rookie upset Radio. 17 seed upset 16 That's seed. upsetting. Hoosiers Whoa. took oh. down the longest yard from 2005. Waterboy upset Miracle. The 25-8 upset. Waterboy's an incredible film. Glory it Road is. defeated Major League 2. But then Major League, the original, took down or took down Talladega Knights. That sucks. Terrible seeding. That, that's bad. I, I don't... I don't know if you were a part of that. I'm Talladega Nights booing. is a better movie. I'm than, actively. <laughs> first of all, Talladega Nights is a better movie than Major League. Woo! But Talladega Nights deserves to, does not need to be going up against Major League in the first round. Yeah. Bull, Bull Durham. Talladega Nights. Bull yeah. Durham took over. Uh, took down Trouble with the Curve. Bull Durham, fantastic. Movie. I love Bull Durham. Have you ever seen Trouble with the Curve with Clint Eastwood? I have. It's a phenomenal movie. It as is well. okay. It is a movie that is inoffensive. The Blind Side, Sandlot, Invincible, Bad News Bears, Rudy, Field of Dreams, Caddyshack, Happy Gilmore, and Remember the Titans. Also moving on into the round of 32. Round of 32 voting in our great sports movie bracket is starts or starts later this week on our Sports Call Twitter page at Sports Call AU. I'm Brooks Childress. Canberry also here. That's me. Brant Daughtry also here. Hello. Two hours sports call are finished. And we head to the top of the hour break. The Tiger Communications Sports Report 
comes up in just a few minutes and we get to your final third quote unquote hour of sports call right after this Two hours of Sports Call are finished. Don't touch that radio dial. We've got one more hour to go. Whether you're leaving work, cruising around town, or listening on demand, we've still got some fun left for you. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show has been on the air since 1995 and is ready for 60 more minutes of fun. Now, let's get this hour of Sports Call started. Not quite 60 more minutes of fun, more like... Six more minutes of fun. Very short segment here. Face 15. As we get you set for Auburn softball. Back in action tonight at Jane B. Moore Field. They host the Jacksonville State Game Cox tonight. They've got five games in five or five games this week. Two home games tonight and tomorrow night. Jacksonville State tonight. The Chattanooga Mocs come into town tomorrow night. And then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, they will be in Starkville, Mississippi. Take on the Mississippi State Bulldogs. J.J. Jackson will be on the call this weekend. Tonight, it is Britt Bowen and Ryan Lavoy calling the action right here on Tiger 95.9. Also, the Tiger Communications app. The Auburn Tigers app as well. If you want to find it there. It'll be streaming online wherever you go. So make sure you check out Auburn softball, Auburn baseball coming up just a little bit later on our sister station, FM Talk 93.9. Andy Birch and Brad Law will have the call from the Auburn Sports Network as Auburn takes on the Alabama State Hornets, like I said, on our sister station, FM Talk 93.9. As we get you set for an evening of good sports, Braves also in action tonight. You can listen to that on our sister station, AM 1230 WAUD, a late night for the Braves. First pitch not until a little after 9 o'clock, but 9.10. We love the West Coast trips, don't we? The, the Padres games weren't that late. They no, had they weren't. They had a 7.40 start, like an 8.10 start, and then you had two after or an afternoon game and a 6 o'clock start. Mm-hmm. And so the Padres were not a late game, but the Dodgers, the first two games of that series are late. I think it's an afternoon game tomorrow, get out of town day for the Braves as they head back. Take on the Marlins this weekend Sweet. back at Truist Park. First uh, meeting with the Fish this year. The Fish. Uh, former Auburn Tiger Garrett Cooper, he's done some good things to start the year for the for the Marlins. I have not watched the Marlins at all. I have no idea what they're well, doing. Well, neither has half of Miami. So, Well, there you go. <laughs> what has the other half of Miami been doing? Partying. Uh, well, watching yeah. the Heat. Yeah. Watching yeah, there the you heat. go kind of following the the marlins on a on, from afar on it's the, ba- it's still basketball apps. season it's though still there, season. yeah well it's we say that it's still the, basketball the, the hawks season are still for me. playing yeah it's still basketball season in atlanta Woo. it's the heat and the hawks go at it tonight atlanta let's tell you about some all of that the professional stuff. sports teams are doing really well in atlanta except for one well, we'll tell you all about the uh Sports that are on tonight, right now, with our nightly TV guide. Our show is about to end, but we've got you covered on entertainment for the evening. Here's Sports Call's nightly TV guide. Nightly TV guide brought to you by our friends over at Coca-Cola. Your movie picks for the evening, 6 o'clock on FX, The Avengers. 
Great movie. Great, great movie. Yeah. Um, a lot of they're just they've got such a great cast. Mama does a great job casting. Very, very good, good job. And I just saw that the uh, trailer for Thor: Love and Thunder came out yesterday. I the need first to trailer. Watch that. It's mm, it's a phenomenal trailer. Oh, I know it's gonna it get is. you ready. I know that movie's gonna be great. I'm so ready. I I love. I love what they do. I love what they did with Thor. Um, starting in Ragnarok, I guess it was. Ragnarok. Yeah, Ragnarok's a great movie. I'm expecting more here. Natalie Portman is jacked. So The other movie picked for you this evening, 710 on FXM. It's a once upon a, once upon a time in Hollywood. Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt. I still have not Robbie. seen that, and I really want to. Phenomenal no, film. I've not seen that. Phenomenal film. If you have not watched it, it looks highly, really good. I would not. If you really want to get the full experience, don't watch it on FXM. Go get the actual movie yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's a Quentin Tarantino film. So there's Correct. probably a lot of uh, edits yeah. in the TV version. Um, also, sports wise tonight, we've already talked about it right here on Tiger ninety five point nine. Also, the SEC Network Plus tonight, six o'clock. Jacksonville State takes on number nineteen Auburn softball. Also at 6 o'clock in the SEC Network Plus, number 19 Auburn Baseball. Both teams rank number 19 right now. Alabama State Hornets take on the Auburn Tigers in baseball. And at 9 o'clock tonight on TBS and Valley Sports Southeast, 9-10, the Atlanta Braves, Los Angeles Dodgers, game two of that three-game series. The first meeting between the Dodgers and the Braves this year. The Dodgers still have to make the return trip to uh, Truist Park. In the uh, NHL world tonight on ESPN, the late game at 9 o'clock, Kings take on the Ducks as we continue to roll toward the Stanley Cup playoffs. And then, of course, late uh, tonight, NBA playoffs continue. Game 2 in Miami, the Hawks and the Heat, 6.30 on TNT. Miami's a 7.5-point favorite right now. On NBA TV at 7.30, it's Game 2 between the T-Wolves and the Grizzlies. Minnesota looking to go up 2-0 on the Grizz. And then the late game tonight, 9 o'clock on TNT, the number one seeded Phoenix Suns absolutely demolished the Pelicans the other day. They'll try again to do the same, take a 2-0 series lead. Phoenix, nine and a half point favorites. I expect that to happen. And that is a look at Nightly TV Guide, I believe, looking at some uh, other baseball. ESPN Plus tonight, baseball, if you want to watch the Yankees, then Tigers, 540. Like I said, ESPN Plus. I think there's a free game of the day from MLB.tv midway through the evening. You'll have to go to MLB.tv and look at that. They always have a free game. It's always fun. And that is a look at your nightly TV guy brought to my friends over at Coca-Cola. Any uh, any movie picks or TV picks that y'all want to watch besides the Hawks and the Heat? I know that's uh, going to be a still, big one. I'm still kind of like, I'm in between like playing video games and, and uh-huh. I, I'm not really watching TV stuff right now. I still... I'm still at the beginning of season three of Peaky Blinders. I haven't watched that in a little while. And what was the last up. movie you watched? Um, Spider-Man: No Way Home. Okay, fair I'm enough. I watched Can that you? while I was in theaters. I've been watching Better Call Saul. Watching okay. the new season. Oh, of Better Call yeah. Saul. Speaking of that, Breaking Great. Bad is is a. I I'm on episode like six of Breaking Bad, and I just haven't watched that in a Dude. week or two. Lock in. I, 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 I want to because it's really good, but it's also like Lock I've got in. other stuff. It's worth it. Yeah, I know. I know. Because once you're in, just watch like a couple episodes before you go to bed. Worth yeah. it. Yeah. Cam, quickly, what was the last movie you watched? Whoa, last movie I yep. watched? Woo! Batman. Batman? Yeah. The Batman with yeah, Robert the, Pattinson? The Batman, yes. N- have not seen either of those yet. Really need to see both of those. Maybe that'll be my uh, watch tonight before the Braves get going. It's that good. is. 
your sports call nightly TV guy brought to you by friends over at Coca-Cola. And that is our show for this afternoon. It's been a great show. Thanks to everybody that tuned in and called in. Thanks to Justin Ferguson joined us earlier. Make sure you listen to the Sports Call podcast. If you missed anything, I am Brooks Childress. That's Cam Berry. That's also Brant Daughtry. It is. Thank you so much yes, for listening. We'll, we'll be back with a new episode of Sports Call tomorrow afternoon. Thank you and enjoy Alden Softball coming up right after this.